0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, and welcome to the exciting, colorful, and sometimes bizarre world of Argentine tango. On this show, we'll be meeting tango instructors, event organizers, and musicians, and they are a fascinating bunch of people. It'll be a great time, and I hope you can handle it. I'm your host, Joe Yang, and thank you very much for joining us. Today's guest is a central figure in the Minneapolis tango community and is one of the founders of the Argentine Tango Club at the University of Minnesota. She's been dancing ever since she was a child, having studied jazz, classical ballet, and ballroom. After moving to the U.S. from the Netherlands and starting a family, she eventually fell in love with Argentine Tango. Immersing herself in learning the dance, she embarked on a lifelong adventure that has taken her all over the world. In 2016, she was invited to teach at CITA, Congreso Internacional de Tango Argentino, which is arguably the most prominent tango event in the world and the longest-running tango conference in Buenos Aires. Presently, she teaches at Dance Life Ballroom Studio in Minneapolis, and she is heavily involved with innovating the tango learning process. And with me now from the land of 10,000 lakes is Sabina Ibis. Sabina, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the, pa- to be on the podcast. I really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, all excited I'm very off.
1: excited to be here. Podcast for okay.
0: podcast. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, so I want to jump right into it. So you have a very extensive dance background. So when you started picking up Argentine tango, did it come easily to you?
1: In my mind, it did.
0: Okay. Um,
1: meaning that I thought it would be uh, an easy dance, but my uh, uh, experience now tells me otherwise. <laughs>
0: uh. <laughs> Okay. So how how different was it to learn tango compared to all the other dances that you've had experience with?
1: As a young girl, I started with um, taking classes in jazz ballet, ballet, African dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I went into ballroom dancing, um, music and dance just appealed to me. So I've done some partner dancing and Uh, some solo movement, Mm -hmm. and then when I started with, uh, I did my first Argentine tango class, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of work on uh, walking in circles, which I thought was kind of odd. To me, it did not make any sense. Mm -hmm. Working on a partner dance by yourself. Mm. And as soon as we started to partner up, something clicked in my mind Mm -hmm. that this was not a solo dance, nor was it uh, just a dance to music, and that the partner dance was uh, a lot more refined than I thought it would ever be, mm. and that I could let myself go over in the movement that I enjoyed in any type of dance.
0: I see. Okay. Interesting. Great. So can you describe the moment, or, or moments There's probably more than one, uh, when you knew you wanted tango to be a huge part of your life?
1: So after that First lesson, mm-hmm. um, I danced with uh, the instructor here, okay. and uh, that 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 one uh, dance, the possibilities, that was the change. Mm-hmm. It, that was all it took for me. Mm. Um, up till then, I had been exploring with many forms of dance, mm-hmm. and um, after that, for the next, I would say, six years. The only thing I did was Argentine tango mm.
0: so what, before it, I okay,
1: started sorry. exploring other things again, No problem.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so was it something in the in the connection or something in the energy of the dance that really that really grabbed you?
1: Yeah. Uh, in retrospect, the feel mm-hmm. of the freedom that you had mm-hmm. um, that was that was very powerful mm-hmm. to me that you can be connected to a person, and I was following, so for me that was a different experience. Mm -hmm. I think if I would be in the leading uh, role, Mm -hmm. I most certainly would have uh, picked it up in a different way, but because I was following, Mm. I was able to close my eyes and go with the feel of what the leader wanted to, and I was able to connect Mm -hmm. uh, with with that, and um, yeah, so it gave me a sense of freedom okay Uh, uh, an
0: exploration yeah Mm -hmm. excellent excellent yeah so uh, what was your very first milonga like
1: ah well I was mainly very curious as to what was happening Mm -hmm. Um, I was uh, very eager to be dancing Mm -hmm. did not know any of the tango etiquette I had never heard of, of, of any sort of etiquette so I approached it as any dance party
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, uh, I was the girl that stepped on a dance floor when other people just got done dancing with the and, 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 and asked somebody to dance because I mm. thought. Uh, he or she danced well, mm. <laughs> <laughs> a very uh, interrupting force. So for me, I had a great time. Mm-hmm. For the other people that were at my first milonga, they probably did not have a very good time <laughs> because of me.
0: <laughs> so where, where was your first milonga?
1: That was um, at the studio uh, where I... I Had my first lesson. They oh, had okay. uh, a monthly dance party there.
0: Okay. So a lot of our listeners, uh, they're just starting to come to milongas. You know, they're at that stage where they're just starting to feel that tango addiction kick in. Yeah. And and they're still a little nervous. I mean, they're, other than observing basic customs such as floorcraft and using the sale, so what advice would you give them to help make their milonga experiences more enjoyable?
1: Sit back, relax, enjoy the view. Mm-hmm. and enjoy the music mm. and once the music enters your body then whether you want to lead or follow the steps in and of it themselves mm-hmm. um, at that point don't matter have fun with it mm-hmm. um, yeah just explore with your friends and and have fun with the, 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 the possibilities that that are within you
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, at that time
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, not to fret the details I see. And uh, the etiquette that I mentioned, mm-hmm. they're not written in stone. They're there for a reason and were born for a, a reason, mm-hmm. but they're not written in
0: stone. So, mm-hmm. yeah, not to worry too much. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Good. So as you progressed with your own tango learning, um, at what point or points, because again, there might have been more, more than one, uh, did mm-hmm. tango start feeling more comfortable, Like like you were really starting to get it?
1: I would say that in my eagerness to to learn, I was never uncomfortable with it. Mm-hmm. I was always surprised oh. by the fact that I did not know certain things. Okay. Um, and the more I was surprised, the more I started to realize that I did not know. So I, I think um, it actually became a little bit in in reverse to okay. me that um, I was not afraid, and I I, I I went with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, I also realized um, early on in the dance that following alone uh, did not do the trick. I was curious as, mm-hmm. as to what it would feel like to lead. Mm-hmm. Um, more in the beginning because I wanted to know what it would feel like uh, for a leader to feel a follower, how you can connect and how you can do these things. Mm-hmm. So more and more, be- because I'm, I was on that path, I found out that there were so many doors that I had not not opened yet. So my curiosity really gave me uh, the insights to, uh, to learn more and to open my mind and open my heart to the mm. possibilities that were there. I became... Much more comfortable with tango mm-hmm. as I became much more comfortable with the music, uh. Um, uh, the mm-hmm. tango music in and of itself, which mm-hmm. was very foreign to me. Yeah. And um, once I started to understand the music uh, and the intricacies of the, of of, the, of what it could bring to me, not necessarily the, the lyrics because I, mm-hmm. I do not speak Spanish, but um, the elements of the music themselves. At that point, I started to become a lot more comfortable. Mm.
0: Yeah. So, can you remember any really, really helpful advice that you've gotten from teachers you've studied with? Oh, what a lovely question. (laughs) Well,
1: um, this was not a teacher, but my, my father. He was the one that said to me, if there's something that If you're in a situation, or if you're in a uh, group or organization, and there's certain things that you can uh, that think that you should do better, Mm -hmm. then you should step in and um, be part of that organization. Okay. Um, So within the dancing, I found, yeah, my community was very young, Mm -hmm. and so I wanted. I really wanted to be able to give back and so I was able to uh, give back by organizing and showing up and showing support and mm-hmm. helping out where where I could um, and that uh, helped me improve my dance because I got to know people
0: mm-hmm.
1: and because I got to know people I was able to dance more with, with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily just in classes, but also in um, in private settings and get- get-togethers. And then I was at a festival once where Rebecca Schulman, she said, hmm. and I think she heard it from Eric Urisen, who is from my hometown okay. in Nijmegen, the Netherlands, mm-hmm. um, follow the good leaders mm-hmm. and dance with... Uh, everybody else, oh. and um, it took me a little while before I understood what that meant. Okay, um, dancing—we're there to have fun, and when you start to take everything extremely serious, then the fun kind of stops. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I and back then I was only following.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. And I learned quickly that there were some people that were able to express themselves better than others. I see. And I followed that, and some people did not, so Mm -hmm. I just had fun dancing with them. Ah. And uh, that made my experience uh, a lot better.
0: Yes. Interesting. So, so follow the good leaders and dance with everyone else. That's really interesting. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Good. Yeah, that gives us <laughs> all of us listeners something to, to think about. Excellent. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Go with the <laughs> flow again.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so you mentioned at first you didn't quite know what that meant, but when was there a particular moment at a milonga or maybe a practica when that, when that clicked, when that made started to make sense to you?
1: Yeah. I find that, um, and I think that's why Argentine tango clicked with me because mm-hmm. of the freedom that you have while moving it comes from also restricting restricting certain movements mm-hmm. um, you walk forward and all of a sudden somebody tells you to to stop that type of movement and then the way that you that that, that stopped that's the lead mm-hmm. or when you lead um, and you uh, listen to what the follower has to say in the direction that he or she's going into um, and you can um, make decisions accordingly mm-hmm. and with I was dancing with uh, uh, a rather tall man his name mm-hmm. was Ed and he was uh, always very delightful in Uh, expressing his dance because he was so tall. Mm. He had these long legs. And (laughs) so I would have to take really big steps in Mm -hmm. order to get where he wanted me to go. And sometimes I made these mistakes and my steps were not as long. And yet we were together. And I Mm -hmm. figured out that's something that he's doing, not Mm -hmm. something that I'm doing. Uh. And that was a just delightful... Uh, discovery that, that I thought, okay, I'm trying to follow his movements. And mm-hmm. sometimes that doesn't go that well, but then he's following mine. Ah. And so we had this conversation back and forth and mm-hmm. that really opened my eyes. Yeah. And mm-hmm. did that for me.
0: Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Conversation. That's just uh when I first heard that from a teacher, I was kind of confused. A conversation, but then, yeah, it yeah. starts to, that's exactly what it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Listen, listening is, is, is very difficult.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, talking over somebody is, is pretty easy. <laughs> and once you find out a medium mm-hmm. that you can listen and that you have something to say, mm-hmm. um, it makes it uh, for a very enjoyable conversation on the dance floor.
0: Okay. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So, how did you get into teaching? Can you describe that journey?
1: Uh, accidental. Oh Being yeah. Accidental teacher. Yes. Um, um, I was dancing um, with somebody, and we started to practice. And he wanted to teach. He was uh, at the University of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. There was no Tango Club at the University of Minnesota, mm-hmm. so. Um, we just got together and said, oh, well, let's get something going, and so we did. All right. Um, and um, he knew more, he was dancing for a longer period of time, mm-hmm. Argentine Tango, but I had been dancing for uh, a long time, so right. uh, s- certain techniques um, uh, I was able to apply, and I was able, I, I found found it, that I was able to convey that to to to, to people, mm-hmm. um, uh, at, at a very um, joyful way, and mm-hmm. people seem to relate to that. I did not think of myself as a teacher, mm-hmm. and I, uh, when people started to ask me, uh, you know, hey, do you do private lessons? I'm like, no, I, <laughs> I know, I'll dance with you, but I, yeah, I you know, I would feel silly asking mm-hmm. for money, right? Um, but people were persistent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh,
0: good.
1: And um, um, I found myself in this position uh, where they started to ask questions, and I gave them something, mm-hmm. and then they took it as a truth, and that was very scary. Uh-huh. I did not like that uh-huh. because who am I? What, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and. As I started to take that seriously, as I started to research, what is it that a teacher does? How do students learn? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I improve my dancing? And how, uh, at that point, I started to consider myself a little bit more of a teacher.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the first private lesson you gave? How that went? Um. Yes, I was nervous oh. because I, did, uh, I was
1: at that stage where mm-hmm. um, um, I did not trust myself as a competent teacher. Oh. And I knew some tango. I knew how to move my body, and this mm-hmm. person wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I was very nervous, and, mm-hmm. um, and I think, I'm, I'm sure my, my first student uh, knew that. Mm -hmm. Um, he was an older gentleman Mm -hmm. and, um, he made it very easy for me. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yes. Very, uh, very generous
0: student. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. I think it's always fun for, uh, for listeners to hear how do these our prominent teachers and organizers how do they get started it's really it's really nice to hear your story um yeah yeah so what advice do you have for avoiding stagnation i mean sometimes we get to a point where we're dancing uh you know we could, we're dancing competently we kind of plateau and then mm-hmm. you know we need to need just keep challenging ourselves so what um what advice would you have for for that
1: Look uh, around for things that have inspired you before you started dancing, mm. and that could be a story that you read, books, or artwork, mm. music. When you when you find inspiration mm-hmm. into into other other things around you, you can bring that back into your your movement. Mm. Um, Explore other dance forms, oh. go to a contact improv uh, dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're new into the learning process
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you're new at what your body can experience.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, go to a Gaga class mm-hmm. where uh, things are being asked of, of of your body in a very different way. Mm. Take... Um, uh, look at videos and see what styles you enjoy, oh. and then look, look in the mirror and see what is your style. Mm-hmm. How can I, if, if I'm leading mm-hmm. and I look at um, a teacher of mine, Gaston Torelli, or taking classes with teacher from mm-hmm. Boli, I don't look like them. Right. Um, but I would like. To see what they're doing and the musicality mm-hmm. uh, in it, mm-hmm. and uh, do not be afraid of getting really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So when you're stagnating, you're doing something you're really comfortable. So get uncomfortable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, try other roles. Yeah. Um, get uncomfortable because mm-hmm. that's that's what we're learning.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah
0: yeah because yeah, I think that you know we're kind of uncomfortable as beginners and we get to that point where okay where we feel better and then it's yeah it takes a lot of motivation to to willingly feel uncomfortable again but it's like you said it's so it's so important
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah willingly feel uncomfortable isn't that something <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, but yeah in the long run it, it always it's always so it's good go, I'm sorry go ahead
1: yeah that helps you to see new possibilities mm-hmm. that helps you to see uh, a future that's uh, for you that's not just there yet
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, yeah talk to 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 people mm-hmm. um, uh, that uh, want to learn something new and rather than uh, having the answer ready mm-hmm. um, explore it with them
0: yeah. Yeah. So, um, you made, you brought up a really interesting point about, um, you know, not just learning more tango at different moves, but actually exploring entirely different dance form or other kind of physical activity. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, which ones have really been, you know, kind of opened your eyes to see tango in a different way.
1: Um, I started dabbling in, in contact improv, mm. and when I say dabbling, that that was was it. I dabbled. Okay. Um, the movements within that they were very intriguing
0: mm-hmm. to
1: me. The way that um, they uh, go a little deeper into um, how did they call it again? Uh, you have uh, the touch, the sensation, then you have a muscle and you have bone, mm-hmm. where, where you can really go deep into a, a connection point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in tango, we have that touch and sometimes we get to a muscle uh, sensation as well, where we really are leaning mm-hmm. or hanging from each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but in contact improv, the The answer that the partner or partners would give you were not predictable at mm. all. Oh. They would just give me this sense of there's something more. They would always say, and,
0: uh-huh.
1: here's this, and, here's that. So the unpredictability of that made me really uh, have to listen to what my partner was saying mm. and... Uh, then I could add to the storyline. I, I was uh, very intrigued by 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 that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lately, and I think I mentioned that I went into uh, Gaga classes, okay. which is not uh, has nothing to do with Lely, Lady Gaga, uh, however great okay. she is. <laughs> this is uh, from the Batsheva company in Israel, mm. a dance company, and the um, creative director. Uh, has uh, started this movement uh, due to his um, uh, his own movements and his limitations of movements, mm-hmm. and he wanted to be able to use his body to heal himself. Mm. And um, uh, so you start to learn to become creatively aware of your own possibility with with within your body and the movements and very different movements that I have never done before, Mm. Um, very, very interesting. Yes, for the listeners, there's a movie out there called Mr. I think it's called Mr. Gaga and it's on Netflix. It's an an, uh, interesting uh, movie to see and uh, interesting movement to
0: explore. Okay, Mr. Gaga. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'll check that out. Interesting. All right. So, what what future plans or projects are you working on right now?
1: I've been um, talking to lots of people about how a community works, mm-hmm. and um, I find that with with within a tango community, tango is not an easy dance to promote. Right. Um, and there is this stigma on partner dancing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, men will lead, uh, women will follow. Mm-hmm. And I don't particularly care for that stigma. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Argentine tango, the the, the old tradition mm-hmm. was the fact that when you started to learn to dance, um, back a hundred years ago, men right. would practice with each other
0: mm-hmm.
1: And they would practice for about two years before they would go out to a malanga. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: from, uh, from, from what I read, men would, uh, when they first started dancing, they would only dance uh, the follower's role the first uh, right. ten months to a year.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: And, and women would start working together mm-hmm. as well. Um, there were no classes. Right. People would learn from each other. Mm-hmm. They would uh, go to a Milanga and they would see, what, what are you doing? Well, I'm doing this and that and mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying this out. This is great. So the way people are teaching classes um, seems outdated. Mm-hmm. The, the, that system, that module seems outdated. And, yeah. um, so I've been trying to set up different ways in my classroom uh, to have people work together, and uh, a lot more trying to connect them with their peers. Mm-hmm. And my, I, I'm, I'm working on a project here in the Twin Cities. We don't have uh, Queer Tango,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which well breaks all the 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 conformative roles right. uh, in and of themselves, mm-hmm. and to create a safe place in. In our community, for people to come out and dance in any role that they wish, yeah, um, with anybody that they wish to dance with, mm-hmm. and we have here in Minneapolis, uh, uh, very we're very lucky to have a very open-minded, mm-hmm. lovely community. Yes, definitely. And I, uh, in the classes that we, we teach at tango, and I, mm-hmm. we. The very first class, they change roles. Mm-hmm. They learn right away. And in the beginning, that was scary as a teacher to do yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we persevered, and we have found after two, three years mm-hmm. that it has paid off tremendously. Not only because in class, nobody's sitting still, everybody's yeah. dancing with each other, mm-hmm. uh, but it, uh, and that was an enormous perk. It opened minds that you do not have to afraid to be afraid to touch the same gender. Yeah, and we have uh, created a safe environment, and now I would like to extend that to to the queer community. They too can dance a partner dance um, in any which way, form they mm-hmm. wish to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a uh, an uh, an eye opener for me. Um, yeah. I was working with uh, Brigitte Winkler Uh, and with Homer and Christina Mm -hmm. and with Mitra Martin. Mm -hmm. She started to question many many teachers as to why do you conform to uh, uh, these roles? Mm -hmm. And um, and then I thought, yeah, why? I don't know.
0: Yeah,
1: I I don't know. So why Mm -hmm. not change it?
0: Exactly. And
1: and, and we did. So yeah, queer, queer tango right here in our community is mm-hmm. something that I would like to uh, see get off the ground. Yeah. Absolutely. Excellent. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, um, you know, a little while back, I interviewed Mitra and then you, you know, she had, you know, she brought up the whole idea of you know, why do we teach in, you know, the way that we teach. And um, yeah. yeah, so you both kind of inspired me to I started changing my own classes a little bit, just getting people to be a little more interactive yeah. and instead yeah. of telling them how to do everything, say, okay, well, here's a step. Um, now I want you to try to do something else with it, work with each other. Yeah. Then it's yeah. been, it's yeah. been more fun. Why not? Yeah, yeah exactly. I, yeah. I, yeah. My, th- people my theory, are interacting. Yeah. yeah, my theory was, you know, that's this kind of, especially here in the U S that's what we're used to. We're used to being in a classroom. There's a teacher, yes. we take notes and we've kind of taken that model into into our leisure activity or into something like tango where, you know, it's not, it might not be the best way for everybody. You know, it has yeah. its limitations. So. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Thomas Howland said mm-hmm. to me, you want to uh, teach with them mm-hmm. uh, not for them
0: yeah, as a teacher.
1: Okay. You want to be part of the classroom and not in front of the classroom. Yes. And uh, that mm-hmm. was a, also a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. Um, when you circle up, you're standing within the circle,
0: mm-hmm. not in the middle. Yeah.
1: Uh, you're not important. What we're learning is important.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of fun. I don't know if you found this working with, um, you know, with the Tango Club in, uh, at Minnesota where, um, a lot of the students who are undergrads or grads, they're kind of used to that model of, I'm the student, you're the professor and, and to kind of break them yeah. out of that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I found, I found too, that when you break them into groups, so in my classroom I do that a lot, I, I say to them, okay, we've been working on this for uh, two weeks. Now you're going to work in groups mm-hmm. and um, uh, come up with three things that the leader needs to do, come up with three things that the follower needs to do. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're, uh, they're working with each other, going over the the things that they were taught. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as I um, come into the group to observe or you know, to see what they're doing, mm-hmm. they automatically will look at me mm-hmm. uh, as they will explain something and, and look at me to uh, say, yes, that is correct. Uh. Or, well, maybe you should add. Mm-hmm. And um that is that old system. It right. comes back to 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 them right away, well, here is the teacher, right. And um, to then uh, hold up a mirror and let them, because most of the students they do know mm-hmm. uh, and and say and reflect the question straight back at them. And most of them will come up with the answer themselves. Yeah, so, yeah, um, it, it's it's an interesting pathway to do. But I also find that when you do that, um, uh, people start to work as a group and that's when community starts to form, Mm -hmm. when the teacher no longer um, uh, approaches the student as an individual, Mm -hmm. but approaches uh, them as uh, a community Mm -hmm. and, and treats them as a community. And they will find their friends within the community and right. start to practice, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh,
0: outside of the classroom. Yeah. Yeah. I love when that happens when they get, Oh, we got yeah. together today and yeah. we just did this. Like, yes, yeah. keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> there are no, no yes, red pens. Tango. Yeah, you can. <laughs> no,
1: no, I'm, uh, I'm not the, 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 the I, I happen to love this dance and mm-hmm. I would like to share it with you. And I happen to, um, be able to get, uh, uh a room full of people mm-hmm. and so let's let's yeah learn together yeah. and learn both roles together
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah yeah and there's just so much um what like they call gray area in tango where especially when you're dancing milonga where these quick weight changes a lot of students will they'll want a technical answer on how something is done and it's well you just have to like you said have a conversation with your partner you'll have to figure it out together there's no yeah there's never really a hard and fast rule on this or that yeah
1: yeah yeah and and the gray area can become extremely colorful yes uh, when uh, you have a group of people trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. Um, and are there right answers sure there are Mm -hmm. Um, and by letting people explore um, and letting people see and letting people mimic and uh, play games. Uh, mm-hmm. The classroom can become, become so much more than. Look at what I do. Now you do it. Yeah. Hey, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Look at what I do again, and mm-hmm. you're still not doing it right.
0: Yeah.
1: There's, mm-hmm. there's people will tune out uh, fairly fast.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That rate. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's right. So we have to kind of. We're not in a classroom. This is much much more than that.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Okay, yeah. great. Right Sabina, right so
0: so where do we find more information about you?
1: Well, I have a website called tangoandi.com. Mm-hmm. Um and you can find me on uh, on Facebook. Excellent. Uh, and and if you don't find me, I'll find them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Excellent. Yeah, I'll have all that. I'll have all that in the show notes so they'll be able to so they'll be yeah, able yeah. to find you. Oh, yeah, and quick question. Are you doing um, yes. I have didn't get a, didn't get a chance to look it up, but now that I got you on the line here, you're still are we still doing the uh, the Tango Teacher co-op? Tango
1: Tango Teacher co-op is is not in the works right now. Okay. Um only because um you were asking me about future projects. And mm-hmm. there is a project that is uh, in the works, but it's a slow project uh, okay. right now. It is hatching uh, uh, as we speak, excellent. but in, in a slower, slower uh, way than I expected it to be. Okay. But it, that might be part of the Tango Teacher Co-op because I think it will add tremendously to what we can give to
0: uh, teachers uh, in, in, in the future. Okay, um, okay so we will we will look forward to that. I know, I guess the plans come together and um, it'll be ready when it's ready. And I'm sure it'll be, it'll be great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. I really appreciate the the fact that uh, uh, you took time out of of your day and that you started, uh, started these podcasts. They're uh, quite fun to be listening to Mm. other teachers and organizers and dancers uh, from all across uh, the nation.
0: Yeah. So thanks yeah. for doing that. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time, Sabina. And uh, I'm sure the listening audience will will get uh, a lot out of uh, what you shared. Okay. Uh, okay. So thank, I guess thank we'll you I'll so see much. you next time when I'm in uh, Minneapolis. Hopefully sooner rather okay. than later. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not too far away. No,
0: it's an easy drive. So. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Take care, Sabina. Thank, <laughs> thank you again you. so much. Yes. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Well, that was another fun conversation. Zabina works incredibly hard and she's had so many interesting experiences and taken part in so many projects. I wish I could have set aside a few hours to talk to her about them, maybe another time. But there was a lot of insightful material from our interview today. What stood out to me, and you could probably sense it too, was when she mentioned the advice she got from one of her teachers, and that was to follow the good leaders and have fun with the rest. Of course, that advice doesn't just apply to followers, it applies to everybody. So, follow or lead the really experienced dancers and have fun with the rest. Zabina is a really great example of that philosophy in that she takes her development as a dancer and teacher very seriously, but it's all in the context of an activity that's meant to be enjoyed. And she sets a very effective example of being open and inviting while connecting with other tango dancers that when we dance with a partner we're not judging or testing the other person and i think you know where i'm going with this we're also not judging ourselves so like she said being too serious just ruins the fund and our dancing will fall apart as a result she also made an interesting point about dabbling in other dance forms or physical activities and seeing if the new knowledge we gain can help us better understand tango or come up with a new perspective that can ultimately help our dancing So thank you again, Zabina, for sharing your stories and your thoughts. And to all of you listeners, thank you again so much for tuning into Joe's Tango Podcast. If you enjoy this program and you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a five-star rating, a positive review, and remember to subscribe. It just takes a couple seconds. That does a lot to help more people find this podcast. And of course, sharing this with your friends would also be lovely. I truly, truly appreciate your support. Okay, that's it for now. We'll have more shows coming to you every week. I'm Joe Yang. Talk to you again soon.